Hey everybody, it's Terrell Cummings. This is episode 39 of the Always Relevant Podcast. Today, myself and Dane DeMeo will be on here talking about how Major League Baseball is back. You know there's no fans. I'm our top five WWF, WWE wrestlers. Um, the federal ban on evictions ending this past Friday and how that could lead to 28 million Americans losing their homes. Um, a few rapid fire topics, including uh, Mike Tyson versus Roy, Roy Jones Jr., and then Tyreek Hill versus Terrell Owens in a race and a few other things as well. So I know we're excited. We're excited to be back. We hope you are too. And um, here we go. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody. This is episode 39 of the Always Relevant Podcast. Today, you got myself, Terrell Cummings, and my co-host, Dane DeMeo. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Good to be here. What's going on? Nothing, man. Hanging out, having a good time. I have family members over here. A couple, couple of Elena's nephews are here. So the kids are upstairs running amok, running her crazy. And I'm sure she's ready for me to be done with this podcast so I can go up and help her out more. So, <laughs> so we're going extra long today is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, we're going extra long today. And she'll probably be down here yelling at me if that was the case. So uh, <laughs> I will tell them that. But no, we'll be out. We'll be here too too long today. I know um, Lee wanted to be here, but he couldn't make today. Had to work and everything. So uh, we will still have Lee's adult beverage of the week. He sent in some directions for those. I'll let everybody know that here shortly. And then um, you know to really kick things off, man. I'm going to start off with how are you and how are you really. So I'll kick it off as of right now. Back home, was catching up catching up from work. You know things are all right overall. But, you know, work was crazy. Had a bunch of projects to do. Trying to catch up with everything on school. So I, I basically did two classes while I was over on vacation. But I started to go back and do my homework and everything like that because I want to actually try to figure out and know what I'm talking about when it comes to test time, which is coming up within, like, the next week or so. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, my second class will start. So that's when pure craziness happens after that. So overall, I'm cool. It's good to be home, even though it's been super hot. So in Ohio, when it's super hot, it means it's super humid and there's no kind of breeze or water to save you like in Florida. Um, so overall, you know, I'm, I'm all right. I, I can't complain too much. Um, so I could be in the situation I'm in. And um, I don't know. It's just kind of what it is for right now, man. So, Dane, how are you? How are you really? Well, I'm good. I got my lift bonus last week. That's right. Took it to the very <laughs> end. But the problem is I overworked myself, so I shut it down this week. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's too many hours of my full-time job. But I got it. So I don't really have much to report on from that standpoint. Uh, but uh, I, I'm, I plan on getting back out there a little bit tomorrow. Uh, nice, nice. Yeah, you have to ease back into it, man. Let us know. Let us know how it goes. I'm sure it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, man, I just couldn't do it this week. I did. I went out for like three hours, and I got a trip all the way to Pottstown, and I took it. I was like, oh, man, why did I just take that? I got stuff to do. I got to go down to Pottstown, which is heading down towards Philly. And I was like, oh, I just shut it down. I've been dying. I just said that was enough this week. But, you know, uh, I'll try to get back out there again this week. Uh, but, you know, it sucks because they're closing everything down again. No bars out here are allowed to be open again. Uh, right. So, you know, you got all that craziness going on. But uh, other than that, I'm good. Uh, yeah. 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 
I don't I don't hear bars are still open, but there's been a mandatory mask in public places put in place for the state of Ohio. So like if you're in a public place, you have to wear a mask. No, yeah, especially if, if it's indoors. Yeah, yeah so it's pretty much everywhere. Pretty much everywhere. Yeah. So I don't know how it's gonna work for bars. Uh, maybe everybody's gonna be sipping, sipping from straws now from now on. I don't know. But I definitely driving past different establishments, saw cars in you know, we, even today going to the grocery store real quick, saw definitely saw cars in the parking lots of different places. So, you know, just because there's a mask order does not stop you from going to a bar and having their beverages and being social. Don't know if it's smart or not, but that's what they're doing. Well, at least uh, you're still getting a choice. They don't give us a choice in PA. Governor Wolf just shuts us down. That's how he rolls. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what that's what uh, DeWine is trying to – I think he's trying to keep that from happening. But he's trying to give everybody the, you know, the sense to, hey, wear your mask, you know, be sanitary, and try to keep some social distancing out there. Don't act like this isn't happening. So that's the big thing. Everybody thinks it's like a, a hoax or whatever, and – we're not getting all that, but it's my social media timelines on Facebook. It's absolutely crazy. Everybody's triggered. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see about all that. But to keep it moving, uh, I said Lee's not going to, he wasn't with us this week, but he still sent me uh, information for his adult beverage of the week. And today it's called a Paloma. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Paloma, P-A-L-O-M-A. So you want to take uh, 1.5 ounces of silver tequila, one ounce of grapefruit juice, um, half an ounce of lime. You build it in a pint glass and top with grapefruit soda. And he said as an optional tip, before you put the grapefruit, the grapefruit soda in, um, in the glass, shake everything up and dump it into a new glass, rend with salt before adding the grapefruit soda. So good for the summertime nice and refreshing if whoever likes tequila out there especially silver tequila it's the way to go i'll have to try it out um it sounds like it could be a good drink for poolside if you're able to get poolside with social distancing but yeah i know i just took the week i just took the week of uh the week before labor day you know labor day is on the monday so i'm off that week i'm sitting here like man i ain't booking nothing unless it's a free cancellation you know what i mean Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, I did want to bring something up to you. I haven't talked about this before. I saw someone on my Facebook. They're trying to get a group of people to go to Pudding Bay, and they're trying to go for, like, four nights. Now, four nights in Pudding Bay, to me, is a little out of control. I put Pudding Bay on kind of the similar levels of Vegas. Like, really, just two nights is all I need, and I'm cool. I can walk away from it. What are your thoughts on that? Because you've been to Pudding Bay, you've been to Vegas. So, do you fall in the same category? Yeah, it kind of really does if you do it how we used to do it. But I'm like, uh, you know, I'd hate to go to that island and then the island gets quarantined and you're stuck on that island. Dude, that'd be horrible. (laughs) That would be terrible. That would be absolutely horrible. If you were stuck there, you know, with $8 bill nights. Yeah, you're stuck with whatever's there. You have to buy what's there on the island. You can't bring anything else. You can't. Can you imagine trying to take the ferry back? Everybody be trying to get off the island. That would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, terrible. 
Putin Bay is like one of the, you know, everybody talks about great spots to go and party and stuff like that for vacation. And uh, Putin Bay just doesn't get the love nationally it deserves, man. That is a great place. You know, we're well traveled in this country, and that's still one of the best spots to go, definitely in summertime. Yeah, yeah. And you're trying to be an adult, kind of like an adult spring break, kind of kick it a little bit. I recommend Putin Bay up there in Northern Ohio. It's a, uh, it's a good time. Um, you know, I, I I would suggest pacing yourself. Don't try to do it like you were when you were young. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's definitely a good time. And um, we will we will definitely book a trip back up there at some point in time. Let you guys know how it goes. Hundred percent. Yeah, we got to go back. You know, they got the world's longest bar. They got what? What the world? One of the world's largest pool bars, if not the biggest. With the big old pirate so. ship in it, I mean, yeah, something like that. Something like, like that's that. what I said. Like, I don't know why this place doesn't get the love that you know some of these places get nationally because there is no better place to be in the summer than there. Basically, the only thing you don't have is the beach because they got them great <laughs> black snakes in the water. You got to watch out for. Yeah, you don't want to mess with that. You don't want to mess with that. If, you, if you're in a boat, stay in the boat. Stay don't in mess the boat. Jump in the water. Stay in the boat for sure. Admire the view. Stay in the boat. Don't hop out for a swim. <laughs> you shouldn't swim in Lake Erie anyway. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna do that. I have, I have uh, swim in Lake Huron though. It was cold. It was cold. <laughs> it was cold. I mean, it felt good. I mean, it was July, so it was hot, like outside. But oh, it was like late June. So I mean, it was a, it wasn't like it wasn't freezing cold. You could deal with it, but it definitely took your breath when we first hopped in. <laughs> I just won't want to be swimming in Lake Erie if someone dropped a cigarette or something in the water. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's fire probably true. Blow up. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's why. I, that's why I said Lake Huron. It's a little more um, eco-friendly up there, up there yeah. in northern, northeastern Michigan. So yeah. But yeah. hey, we have li- we have live sports are back. Yeah, Major League Baseball is back. No fans in the stands. They have some cardboard cutouts, but it's back. What are your overall thoughts? Have you watched any games? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it's back. It's still baseball. It's a little weird watching with no fans. I actually think the idea of pumping in music and fan noise is kind of stupid, but uh, that would actually yeah. annoy me if I was playing. Like, this is stupid. Shut it off. Right? I've heard, I've heard some people talk, some players are, are, are it's affecting them that there's not like the crowd noise when they're playing or like, you know, I think it's definitely, it takes a home field advantage away from the home team when something's happening. You know what I mean? Um, with just the different reactions out there. And I, I would have thought they would have figured out a way to have people come on there and be able to cheer from home, like hashtag whatever and get on your, in, you know, Instagram live or something like that. Be able to have live fans cheering as the game's going on. But, you know, they obviously haven't figured that out yet. But I figured they would come up with something through social media. But yeah, I mean, it, it would be different. But it's, to me, it's baseball. I feel like you can play baseball with not a lot of noise going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's good to see baseball. Like to me, it really didn't seem different because you know, I'm not at the game, so you're just watching it on TV. If you if you're just watching the game and watching the pitches and the hitters and everything, like. It just seems normal, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, when you watch it on TV, like, you know, it's really no different for us, really. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just right. Uh, I just think – and it, I, I think it would be more of an impact for football and basketball just because of the physical nature and the adrenaline going, the fans going crazy. 
hockey, right. particularly because hockey and basketball, the fans are laying right on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Baseball, yeah. like you said, it's a different kind of game, different kind of mentality. Uh, you know, it, it's just I think it would be – I would think the lack of fans would be the lowest impact would be on baseball players probably. Right, right. No, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. But, you know, still watch it, you know, watched – Watched uh, the Red Legs uh, play the Tigers on uh, on Friday, and they won that game. And then yesterday, um, uh, Castillo was pitching, struck out 11, pitched well through six innings. Wadman's the bullpen. Literally, the next guy up out of the bullpen gave up like a two-run home run and tied the game, or they were one run down. And then the next guy, Michael Lorenzen, I called it, gave up a home run. I'm like, this dude – it's terrible. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he he looks like an athlete. You know, he's, he looks like he's a little too rocked up to be a pitcher in the major leagues, but he's an athlete. He goes out there and plays. He throws like 98, 99 miles an hour, but I'm feeling that the ball is straight because every time I see him, he's getting taken yard constantly. And <laughs> it's, you know, if you're in the major leagues, you throw a 98 and you throw a straight ball. At some point in time, dude's going to hit it out of the park, especially if you don't keep the ball down. And Miguel Cabrera got him. It wasn't even on the fastball. You know, he just threw a pitch that it was up and in a little bit, and Cabrera still took it out. At 37 years old, took it out. So, I don't know. That's just annoying because, you know, the Reds have quality starting pitching this year, and they're supposed to have one of the best bullpens in the league. But whenever they put Michael Lorenzen in, I always feel like he gives up home runs. I don't know why they do it. Well, the Reds got to get it going because Detroit's probably the worst team in the league, probably. And uh, right now, as we speak, it's 1-1 in the bottom of the seventh. And the Reds are at home. They cannot drop two or three to the Tigers. Uh, That would be catastrophic. I mean, it's it's only the first game of the season. 60-game season, man. 60-game season, it matters. Uh, It does. It does. In a division that I think is wide open with the Cubs and Milwaukee and all that stuff. So, uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. So, I mean, and the Cardinals, you know what? Everybody always writes the Cardinals off, and what do they do? They just usually end up going out and winning the division and getting a World right. Series all the time. So, you know, I, I you got to you gotta get two or three from Detroit. Uh, currently, you know, from the Indian standpoint, they look pretty good. Bieber fanned 14 people. Yeah, that dude was dealing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what a find by the Indians. I still think they have one of the best front offices in baseball. Uh, they just find talent. They find pitchers. They find a way to stay relevant when you don't pay no players. You know, this is Lindor's last year with the Indians. Currently, they're beating Kansas City 8-2. to two, And in my opinion is they have to win this one today because I don't think Kansas City's very good, so they got to get two or three here at home. Uh, last night they lost in 10 innings. The Indians were a casualty to the stupid runner on second thing or whatever, and Kansas City got a sack bunt score, and Clevenger already came out and blasted baseball for the stupid rule. <laughs> I guess the rule is always stupid. It's always stupid if you're on the wrong side of the rule, right? So Right, right. Uh, yeah, but that's where it's at, man. There's there's expectations for the Reds and Indians this year. So uh, they're starting out with two of the worst teams. They got to get two or three. And I do believe the Indians and Reds play this week, right? I think they do. Yeah, we'll have to see what's going on with that. I know we'll have to talk about it 
don't know. Do we have, do we have a friend a friendly wager for the um, who wins the series? Oh man, the Ohio Cup. I oh, don't know. Is it, is, it, is it in Cleveland or in Cincinnati? Uh, I gotta look, but I'm like I said, I'm pretty sure that that's this week. I thought it was anyway. Maybe it's not. No, not this week. I think it's maybe this week. next week. Okay, we have some, we have some time to think about it. We'll we discuss on the next podcast. Yep. So we'll, we'll we'll go from there as far as that. So, but yeah, glad you know, glad baseball's back. Um, you know, it's it's interesting to see how these sports will do. They're all in the bubble. I mean, you're seeing it with soccer. It seems to be working out for them. Um, I just wonder how it really is like in the bubble. You can't leave that little bubble, that little area for however long. But you know, you're there to do a job. You're getting paid to do it, so you'll suck up and do it. You know what I mean? But I still got to be probably tough on some of those professional athletes that don't like staying in one place. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, okay. So uh, we do have some time. The Indians are in Cincinnati on Monday, August third. So okay, that's 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 like yeah, that's next week. Yep. So got till next next week to figure out a wager. All right, so we we'll record next Sunday. We'll uh, we'll put a wager on the line. Everybody'll hear it, and um, we'll see what we have to do. We'll, we'll figure out something that's I don't know. It'll be, it'll be something good. Make make it worthwhile. So, um, all right, we're gonna keep it moving. Like I said, Elaine's gonna yell at me probably if I don't um, hurry up with the podcast today. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's right. They're okay. I can hear the kids bounce around upstairs, so it's funny. But um, all right, WWE, WWF wrestlers. I don't know how much you were into wrestling growing up. Um, I watched it growing up a little bit, and then kind of went away from it. It was, it was kind of cool. We didn't watch it religiously, but now, like my my son Caden, he's five. He's always watching you know YouTube videos of wrestling and everything. So he's always yelling about being John Cena or or um. Ron Strowman or whatever, so yeah, pay attention a little more just because Caden's watching it and everything like that. So, um, one though, if you if you have a top five uh, WWF or WWE or even WCW uh, wrestlers out there, yeah, you know what? I haven't really followed it for a long time, but yeah, I used to follow it a little bit. You know, it used to be entertaining. You know, with the old characters back in the day. Uh, right. You know, my dad, I remember when he took me before, before it really blew up when I was a kid, my dad took me to Canton and Canton actually held a match for the actual belt back then. So right. we had ringside seats, right? And I found out years later, another one of my buddies was there the same day, you know, sitting down there and watched The Undertaker defend his title against Yokozuna. Like right nice. up close. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool experience. You know, it's one of the things from when I was a kid that I remember. Uh, but it was a good time. And that was before WWE blew up, like, to the point where it was always in big arenas and stuff like that. So right. uh, it's it's tough. You know, they've had a lot of good characters over the years. I mean, my dad's always been a Ric Flair fan. I think all the old school guys like Ric Flair. They've been around forever. Right. He's won more town, you know, one more title, one more, yeah, world titles than anybody. I mean, has anybody achieved more with less physical ability than Ric Flair? Hey, he had charisma though. He was all about yeah. charisma, swagger. He could talk trash with the best of them. 
That's right. Yeah. So, you know, he's in there with all the monsters, all the mirrors, just winning titles, winning titles. Right. <laughs> so I like Ric Flair. Uh, obviously, Hulk Hogan's one of the top ones of all time. He's probably one of the guys, if not the guy, that took wrestling to the next level of uh, – I never liked him. I never liked him. Like, no, I no, I didn't either, but I'm saying he's probably the guy that took wrestling to the next yeah. level of popularity. Yeah, he, he probably did. Yeah, I never thought he was overly athletic, did you? I mean, he was strong. He was a big dude, strong. He was pretty athletic. He was a big dude. Um, yeah, I guess I think I guess I saw him probably – he's probably a little bit after his prime. You know, he stayed in, in, in wrestling for years. You know what I mean? Oh, but, yeah. Did you see that uh, – did you see he's getting a movie? Chris Hemsworth, the guy who plays Thor, is going to play Hulk Hogan. Oh, is he really? Yeah, so he's getting a he's getting a biop. So, well, I, I think I I think I do want to see that. I think I think I'd see that. I think I'd see that. I just see how you know how it really was. Hopefully, it gets gets into like some behind the scenes stuff. You know, what I mean, because that's always the interesting part about those kind of movies with the biop biopics. So you see what's happening like out there on the match, but. To see kind of what they're going through behind the scenes, you know, if it's true, you know, it would be pretty cool to see. So, yeah, I yeah, know. Uh, I'll probably watch that. Fox Sports, you know, because there's no live sports, although it's just coming back now. A couple weeks ago, I actually watched a little bit of WrestleMania three, the famous yeah. one at the Pontiac Silver Dome in Michigan, uh, when Hulk Hogan defeated Andre the T Giant. Is that, what, is that what oh. he, he body slammed him? Yeah, that was the body slam. That was the big one. It was funny watching that. Like, Alice Cooper was in it. Like, it's just crazy watching some of them old uh, shows that the people used to be on. But just to finish up the list, man, I got to put The Rock on there. Obviously, the ultimate yeah. entertainer. Now he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Um, hey, I love that dude's work ethic, man. I love that oh, dude's yeah. work ethic. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold, man, I liked him, dude. He just was, you know, I think he – appealed to people out there because he was that guy who just says, you know, F you to your boss. And I think a lot of people out there <laughs> kind of relate right. to that character. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's going to drink, get, drink some beers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flipping the middle finger to the man. You know what I mean? And that, that's just kind of like, you know, I think that's why he connected so well, you know, yeah. and uh, you know, the undertaker is a classic. He's been around forever. Uh Obviously, got to see him win the belt, so I got him up there. But there's been so many of them. Unfortunately, a lot of them have passed away at a young age. Uh, it's a tough lifestyle. Uh, you know, obviously, wrestling is entertainment, not necessarily a sport. But, uh, you know, these guys need to be athletes. They need to be in shape, all right, or they won't put you on TV. You got to have the personality and character. It isn't no easy job to be a top wrestler. Yeah. There's, there's a lot that goes into it, and you have to be consistent with it. You can't, like, be on and off and on and off. Like, if that's going to happen, like, someone will come up and you'll be replaced quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of kind of the guys I look at. Who's uh, who's your boy I uh, like to watch? I said, my boy, he likes he, – Caden likes to watch, like I said, John Cena nowadays. He watches him, and then um, – <laughs> he always, he's always going to our house saying, you can't see me, put his hand in front of his face. Reminds me of your brother. Reminds me of your brother, Damon. We were out in Louisville the one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but um, nah, he's telling him and Braun Strowman, those are like the two that he, he really that he really um, watches. And I hear him trying to emulate 
you know, jumping off the couch, like jumping the top rope and everything and doing different things. So it was pretty funny to see. Um, but for me, as far as the wrestlers, um, like back in the day, I used to watch, like, I used to like uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka because he's always flying from the top rope or from somewhere. Um, I did like The Undertaker. Um, I was always a Legion of Doom or Road Warriors fan. Yeah. Uh, Animal and Hawk, I always liked them for whatever reason. Um, obviously, Stone Cold Steve Austin, couldn't go wrong with him. I was, you know, liked the attitude. He was pretty, you know, pretty simple about what he did, but he came out and did it well. So I was, I was a fan of his. Um, Sting, he was always one of my favorite wrestlers back when he was in uh, WCW before he turned into like the, like, you know, before he turned into uh, like the well, pro. He- yeah, he knocked off the crow. It was a shameless knockoff of the crow. Like, I always liked Sting before he knocked off the crow, which is like one of yeah, my favorite uh, movies. Yeah, the blonde hair, buzz cut, you know, face paint, you know, dude, breast knock, scorpion, death clock. That was a Sting that I wanted to see. Um, I was always a fan of him. And, like, my favorite wrestler probably of all time was the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. yeah he's he's just, definitely the most jacked. And I don't think he's with us anymore. I'm pretty sure there was two different ones. I'm not positive about that, but yeah, either way, I think he, yeah, I don't think he's with us anymore. Uh, He was definitely jacked. Veins were definitely on swole at all times. And um, yeah, he might've been getting a little extra help to get that energy up, but (laughs) he was definitely one that I used to like seeing coming. I think because he ran to the ring. So I remember seeing WrestleMania where he was running all the way down you know, he ran probably a good hundred yards to the ring from locker room to the ring and everything like that. So he got the energy up. He was just, I was always a fan of him growing up. So, um, all right, man, what we got going on? Looks like, uh, the federal ban on evictions ended this past Friday, but that could lead to 28 million Americans losing their homes. I know oh, that'll get, this article. That'll get extended. I, I'm hoping, uh, because, like I said, the governments are in a lot of places are shutting people, you know, shutting stuff back down. And now right. you can't even travel to other states, you know, without getting quarantined. So, uh, yep. hopefully they uh, come through and, uh, you know, that won't be an issue, but we'll see. Because you know, yeah, you've right. got you to do take into account that the landlords do have to pay for those properties. And uh, it's right. just a mess, you know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. That, that's crazy there. And, even if they did, if it was getting dropped, like the landlords can't expect the their tenants to just have all the money they owe for you know three four months, you know probably not working for three fourths of that time frame, like they're just not gonna have that money yet. So, however it's going to work, I know they're doing stimulus packages and they're they're gonna do a second round of those, but you know twelve hundred dollars depending on where you live is probably not gonna get you really far at all. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's that's just tough. For sure. Um, no, and it's really tough. You know, say you're a small time land or, uh, you know, obviously we talk about the tenants and that's terrible and they got to make sure they're taken care of. But even the landlords themselves, if you're like a small time landlord and you got a small building and you got to pay a payment on that building every month and you're not getting rent to pay for that building. I mean, it's, right. tough. it's tough on everyone. Oh, know? yeah. No, 100%. 100%. So. You know, hopefully they play it right to where they have their building paid off or whatever, and there is, you know, making profit. But, yeah, and a lot of times it's not the case. So we'll see about that. Like I said, hopefully it does get extended, um, you know, at least to everything gets figured out by how everything's going to go and be able to reopen everything to where the economy is actually 
able to stabilize and, and go forward. But right now, everything's just in limbo. So it's just, it's hard. It's, it's tough to tell. I know I'm lucky enough to still be able to work, but we're encouraged to tell to do max telework and work from home. It's uh, I feel that's going to be what I'm doing. I, I'll, if I had to guess, I bet you I'll be doing that till the end of the year at least. You know what I mean? Wow. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, that could be premature, but it, if that happens, like it won't surprise me at all. So we'll see about that. Yep. We'll see. Decision, decisions, man. Especially in a school coming up too for Caden. He's just starting kindergarten. Don't really know what's going on with that yet either. And a lot of the parents are in the same kind of situation. Wait and see. See what what's going to be decided overall. But I know nobody wants to talk about that or hear about that. So we're going to go ahead and push into rapid fire. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. coming up. I think it was it September thirteenth. Question is, will you watch these two fighters that have not fought in some years? Will you watch? And if so, who do you think will win? Uh, for one, I don't think they're really going to fight. This has got to be some kind of circus event set up like WWE. I mean, these guys are the age now where they can actually hurt each other a little bit. You know what I mean? I watched some yeah. of that video training of Tyson, and I got to say I'm pretty impressed with the way he moves still. Right. <laughs> you can see the videos of him punching the bag and stuff. Oh, yeah. It is, it's got some power behind it, too. Yeah. Bringing this power, like, he's bringing it. I don't want to get hit by him. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to get hit by that. Like, uh, I, it's, it's sad that these are the kind of fights in boxing that generate interest these days. You have an awesome heavyweight class. Tyson Fury, I think, is one of the best fighters ever, and I think he's going to prove that when it's all said and done. But yeah. the only thing that draws any interest is a 140-pound, 80-year-old Floyd Mayweather fighting a UFC fighter. I mean, it's just kind of a joke. It's become the WWE. Boxing's become a – you know, the real fights don't garner the attention they should, and all this stuff like Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr., you know, it's going to generate all this buzz and it's going to generate huge money and gambling. And I'm sure Tyson could use the bucks, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's just kind of crazy, but I, I'm looking forward to the Fury Joshua fight. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be good. Is, is Fury Joshua happening? I thought Fury and, um, Oh, what's no Wilder? That's that's not going to happen. They're going to have Fury fight Joshua. It looks like I think so. Are they they going to unify the titles then first? Then have them come back and fight uh, fight. Uh, uh, I don't uh, know Wilder. what's going to happen with Wilder. Uh, he got embarrassed. Uh, that well, fight was if, if, if he fights him again. I mean, they have to fight a third time because they split. But the one time Fury was like just coming off of you know, all being on a layoff for like two years and he came out and hung in there with Wilder for a while and then Oh, I was longer well. Yeah, he he just was coming off of a cocaine bender and yeah. binge for a couple of years. Dude got the four hundred something pounds. So yeah. I, I and and he and he probably should have won that fight. I don't know why they called it a draw. That was a little sketchy. I, I, I the only reason it was a draw the first time is because Fury, you know, ran out of gas and got knocked down at the end. So I think right. they called it a draw because of that. But boy, this last fight—that that wasn't even a fight. I mean, Wilder uh, can blame his suit all he wants. It was too heavy and this and that. And there's probably uh, some take, truth to that. But 
technically Fury was just better. Like just technical fighter, he was just better. Oh, <laughs> a guy that big that knows how to fight is scary. Uh, yeah. Some people think Joshua's a little overrated. I was a huge fan of his at first. You know, he hasn't fought a lot of fights. Uh, but I've gotten a little skeptical of Joshua here recently. So, I mean, the guy's, the guy's impressive looking. I mean, he looks like a defensive end. I mean, but he might have a little bit of a glass jaw. So, we'll see. Right. Yeah, like. I mean, that dude who was a Ruiz that came out, and maybe Joshua didn't train like he should, but Ruiz came out, and you put him on the canvas, man. I know it's heavyweight, so, like, anybody can get put down at any point in time. Those dudes are big. If you get caught right, anything can happen. But, you know, Joshua, he just didn't look impressed to me in, the, in that fight. You know, he got, the, he got the belt back in the rematch, you know. Yeah, but even the rematch wasn't great out in Saudi Arabia. I mean, Luis came in overweight. Guy didn't look like he did any training except for breathing oh, no. stuff. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he was he was just you know he probably just celebrating the fact that he actually won the championship. Yeah, and, and he the, probably never really expected to. And Joshua beat him up, and uh, but I mean he didn't knock him down. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that fight, uh, Fury Joshua. That's going to be a big watch. I. I I just think there's a lot of good fighters over in Europe, and because the USA really has kind of fallen off from a heavyweight fighter perspective because the best fighters are in Europe. Sorry, Wilder, yeah. you've, bet, you've beat – you know, you have that huge record of 49 or 50 and 1 or whatever like that, but you beat a lot of chumps here in the USA. So <laughs> that record's yeah. added with some – that'd be like playing the Detroit Tigers every day and then having to go and play the Yankees. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you. But overall, though, as far as Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., I don't know if I'll watch it. I might just because Tyson does look good. I don't think Roy Jones is anything like the fighter he was. And he doesn't have the power that Tyson does. But uh, I think he relied more on movement versus power. But I think Tyson, you probably stand in there with whoever and, you know, take some shots. And then while also dishing out some punishment. I'm not saying Jones can't, but I don't know. I don't well, know Jones was really never even a heavyweight fighter. What did Jones fight at? I forget what his uh, – he, he, he won titles at, like, multiple weight classes. He never got up to heavyweight. He might have got up to, like, welterweight. You know what I mean? Yeah, but That's what I'm saying. He wasn't a big guy, so I don't know. Right. I, you know what? This is one of them things. It's like a car wreck. You just got to watch, you know. Uh, you know. I'll yeah. probably watch. I'm not going to sit here and flip out and say, I'm not watching this. I'm not going to lie to the public. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to, and then I'm going to be mad after I watched it because it's going to be stupid <laughs> and it's going to cost a lot of money. And I, and I'm going to say, I know I shouldn't have done it, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you right now, I'm not going to watch it. So, uh, right. yeah, I'm, I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimately I probably will too. So, I know that was, that was supposed to be a rapid fire topic. It was supposed to be quick. All right. We should have made a regular topic, but that's all right. We're moving on to the rapid fire segment. Did you see T.O. race against Tyreek Hill? T.O.'s like 43 years old. 47. Like He's 47. 47. All right. Yeah, that's older than I thought. And he still ran like a 4-3, 4 Like, he was moving. I don't think it was that fast. I think Tyreek Hill ran the 4-3, and he was a little behind him, but I – I'm impressed with the shape T.O.'s in. I mean, obviously, he could never go back and play. Uh, 
he's got to yeah. live. With, he's got to live with some of the things he did. He could have left one of the all-time greats. I mean, he's still a Hall of Famer and stuff like that. But he he could have been that much better if he wasn't constantly feuding with people and causing a circus. Uh, like I didn't like To because he was athletic freak. Like first of all, I'll give him that. Still is. Look at him now. I mean, it's oh, no. crazy. I just always thought his hands are suspect. They're a suspect. He catches the ball like he's a dolphin that has flippers. Like, crazy to me. Um, he was just athletic to me. You yeah, know, the Bengals gave him – you know, the Bengals gave him a last shot there towards the end of his career, and he didn't take advantage of it. So, I mean, I – you know, does he belong in the Hall of Fame? He has the overall numbers. He never won a Super Bowl. He did – you know, what – the dude was such a freak. He had 144 yards receiving in the Super Bowl and a broken ankle. So, I mean, I don't know. Really his, his stats are there. He's, I mean, the only person really he trails is Jerry Rice, I'm pretty sure, in most categories. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. And he deserved it. He, he's already in, isn't he? He just didn't go to the ceremony. He stayed in Tennessee for it. Yeah. He did his speech at his college because he was mad at everybody. I mean, he just, you know, like, I'm never going to question the guy's work ethic. And all that stuff. I mean, he was you remember doing sit-ups in the driveway. Yeah, his only problem was his problem was between the ears, man. He just, I, I don't know, you know, he just he was crazy, yeah. all you know, all over the place. I'll never forget him doing them sit-ups in the driveway. I mean, that's just he just could have if he could. I'm sure he looks and maybe thought if I and no, actually, I doubt he thinks that. He probably still thinks people are out to get him, but uh, right. You know, his career definitely could have been different. I mean, he definitely could have – you know, he's a Hall of Famer, but he could have probably been one of the best of all time. Right, right. No, I'm with you as far as that. Um, you know, I did I did always like the celebrations. I like the ones where you took the pom-poms from the cheerleader and was dancing with the cheerleaders and everything, and there was a commercial on that. That was always pretty good. Um, but, yeah, he could, have, he, he could have probably been one of the tops for sure of all time. But, you know, things always seem to happen, you know, whether it's him and Don McNabb or him and, what's his name, Jeff Garcia or him and whoever else. It's always something. Tony Romo, so, man, that's my quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, it might have been, might have been between the years with, with T.O., but, you know, he's definitely, I think, a more complicated individual than any of us probably even know. So. And your boy Chad Johnson was in that video, but I didn't see him running. Hey. He's in that video, but he 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 knew he knows where his uh his bread's buttered and it's not running a straight forty. Now if it was like if he was in a phone booth having to away from a DB and make some moves, he could do that. Hey, Chad Chad Johnson, aka Ocho Senko, was a little bit crazy. One thing dude could do was run routes. His feet are probably the best feet I've ever seen run routes by a receiver. That's crazy. Yeah, he wasn't was. the most athletically gifted, but he knew how to pull, you know catch and run routes and stuff. Yeah. Like that. You know, I was talking yeah. to a buddy of mine, and he was telling me that uh, his his uh, daughters or something like that's like the top track athlete in Florida. Yeah, now Florida. she's a hey, she's fast. She, <laughs> you, I, I've seen videos her since she was like what thirteen or something. I forget how old she is now. She might be like fifteen now at some point, but she was like just dusting everybody. It's crazy how fast his daughter is. She's like she's like already on the scene as like an Olympic hopeful. Yeah, so, like we're saying, we're not saying Chad Johnson was slow. He moved good, but he wasn't no T.O. or Moss on the forward. Right. Or Tyree. Right, exactly. Exactly. So, what else we got? 
Um, how about hey? How about the NBA investigating Lou Williams of the Clippers because he got a um, you know, got a reason to leave the bubble for family issues, or I think he had to attend the funeral. But there is a picture on Instagram of him in Magic City, which is a strip club in Atlanta, um, that a rapper put up there. But the rapper took it down and said it was an old picture. But Lou Williams was wearing his mask that was just given out by the NBA. And they <laughs> tell about it. He was just there to pick up some food because at this strip club there are uh, there is a menu item named after him. It's the Lou Williams lemon pepper wings. He's going there to pick some of those up, and then he was taken off. I'm. I'm pretty sure I don't believe that, but believe what you want. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, man, I'll tell you what, man. I can't defend you, Lou Williams. I wish I could. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I mean, you're wearing your NBA mask. You're sitting in there with a rapper. I don't know who he was. And he took a picture and tried to say it was an old picture. I mean, so – it's just a bad look. And you know what really messes, makes me mad, Lou Williams? I picked you guys to win the NBA title. You better not let LeBron win that title. Come on, man. Get out of Magic City and back to the court. I need you to win the title. Well, it looks like the, the headlines say now that Williams will serve a 10-day quarantine. Yeah, because he, of that. he's critical to that team, man. He can't oh, be yeah. sitting out for two weeks. I mean, he's, he's sixth man, but, I mean, he's basically a starter. Like, he puts up starter numbers, you know what I mean? So, they yeah. need him for sure. Yeah, he's for a scorer. Sure. He's a scorer, man. They need him to beat the Lakers, man. He can't be out in Magic City. I mean, come on, Lou. I mean, it's only, what, two months they're going to be in the bubble? I mean, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that's just that's a tough spot right there for sure. He's, they're sure. lucky the NBA ain't doing nothing about messing with your money for doing stuff like that. Right. I mean, all I can do is just, like I guess they're saying from a safety standpoint, he's got to quarantine longer. So it's going to hurt him and his team and his conditioning. He needs to get his conditioned up for this short turnaround time for the season that's coming. For yeah. Playoff push. Any sport requires conditioning more than anything is basketball. Because at least in hockey, you, do, you know, as much as it takes energy out of you, there's short spurts. Guys play 20-something minutes a game. Football, you get right. breaks after every play. Baseball, you're just standing around most of the time. Basketball, man, if you're one of the top players and a guy like him that's going to be playing a lot of minutes, man, you got to be in shape, man. Come on, man. I don't need LeBron winning a title in L.A. Let's go. You got to get out of Magic City. Come on. Uh, yeah, for sure. No, agreed. Agreed. All right, let's, let's bring up our, our weekly Kim Jong-un segment. Um, here's a question. How much do you think he weighed at birth? Oh, man. I don't even know how he got out of there. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say 13 pounds. Ooh. Ooh. I was going to say – I was going to go with 11. 11? 11. 11. Yeah. Just I, mean, I don't know if he came out that way. He's, always, he's, a, he's a shorter dude. So, probably, he's still probably, big. probably shaped like a watermelon. Yeah. Out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you say 11, I say 13. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can find out. I doubt we'll find it anywhere, but if we can find it, we'll let everybody know. Uh, what, yeah. age do you think that he, what age do you think he started smoking cigarettes? Oh, man. Uh, three. <laughs> I mean, I was going to get a little older than that. 
but I also keep pretty young, like definitely under the age of 12. I also say like 10. Did you ever see the smoking baby video from Indonesia or whatever? No, I never saw that. <laughs> That's how I picture him. So. <laughs> uh, I'll have to check that out now. Yeah, yeah, and they couldn't. Yeah, that's crazy. You gotta look up the Indonesian smoking baby, dude. You know, it's it's so wrong on so many levels. But that was <laughs> John. Yep. Right. All right, I'll check that out. And then, all right, how many push-ups do you can do currently? Oh man. Whoa. We'll, I think we'll one. I think. We'll I think one would be a struggle. All right, if we if we had like five minutes. To do push-ups, and uh, you know how many you think you can pull off? Oh man! Could he? Could he get ten? No. You don't think? No. No way. Man, no faith. No, he's got gator arms, but I he no 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 faith no. Nope. <laughs> His All life right. depended on ten push-ups in five minutes. I don't think he could do it. Do you think that he would ever get a buzz cut? Like he has that hair up there, you know, the good mop up there. You know, you know, he gets, you know, he gets it shaved on the sides and the back. But you think he'd ever cut the top? No, like man, that's his, just... that's his trademark, man. That's gonna, that's what, that's what he's probably got on all his statues all over the place over there, man. He's got to keep that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We're gonna have to get him on here one day to help us out with some of these questions. Yeah, we'll probably need a lot of help with that for sure. <laughs> For sure. Um, <laughs> all right, and one last thing. Uh, D3 football conferences are canceling a lot of fall athletics in 2020. I know you're old school. Um, Paul Wesleyan, their conference, was the NA? Was, was the NA conference? North Coast Athletic Conference. Yeah, NCAC. okay, so NCAC. So they, they canceled. I saw the OAC, which is what Mount Union, not yet, Mount Union Conference. Ohio Athletic Conference, yep. Yeah, they, they canceled. I know the conference that Hannah was in, they haven't canceled yet, but I imagine they'll be canceling sometime soon. But, you know, we'll see about that. Um, there are smaller crowds at their games, so it's entirely possible. But I have a feeling they're going to cancel as well. Um, I if, Can you imagine if they said they're going to move it to the spring? Can you imagine playing football in the spring and summer versus the summer? They're going from, like, cold to hot versus hot to cold. Yeah, the worst that would be the the best part about football is it's a fall sport. You get it out of the way, and then you can party the rest of the year. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I used, to, uh, I used to feel bad for baseball players, dude. They gotta like stay focused the whole year and all that stuff. Yeah, man. man fall ball and everything. We're yeah. usually kicking it once the season is Yeah, man. Once that last once that last play was done, final week of the season. Yeah, it was on. Yep. <laughs> Especially your senior year, dude. Like you can go to spring break and all that stuff, man. I'm telling you, it's uh yeah, so I mean I I would ra I'll tell you what though, I would rather play football, especially at D three, where you do have to pay some money to go to school there still, even though you're playing football. You don't wanna it's it'd be harder like can you imagine I I just couldn't how do you how to say this? You know, take another year out of my life to try to stick around and go to another year of school uh, just to play the football. You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, like I said, you're not making money. I mean, I think people don't understand, like, you know, when you're in those spots, dude, and you're, 
you know, a lot of people understand when you're in college, you don't have any money and you want to start making some money, you know, you're in your twenties at that point, you know? So, right. Um, I would rather play in the spring than not play at all. I would say that. Now, I don't know how that would work flipping right back to fall. So you'd play in the spring and then play another, you know, play another season right yeah, away. That would be hard. That would be that'd really be tough on the body. Really tough on the body. But so uh, tough, tough on those specifically those sophomores and juniors that would have to be coming back for their for the next season. Yeah, yeah for but, sure. That would be hard. I would one hundred percent rather play than not. And then the worst part is, like, say you did get an injury in the spring, like an Achilles tendon or something, you'd essentially yeah, lose in two time. years. Yeah, you'd essentially yep. lose in two years. So, I mean, it's tough. But at the end of the day, I would rather play than not play. What about you? Yeah, no, I would definitely would rather play than not play, especially if it was, if it was like, my senior year. Oh, you know, yeah. I, there's, yeah, you definitely out there. You're definitely going to play for sure. And I feel I feel bad for all those you know all those athletes that are out there. It's their senior year, it's supposed to be playing. Even those senior those kids that were gonna be seniors in high school. Can you imagine like you're gonna be a senior playing baseball in high school this year, and like basically your year got cut off, and you don't get a chance to play. You know, the one last time you know, you probably had all these high hopes going into the season, and then it just gets cut off. You know, you don't get that. You don't get graduation. You know, that's just for the high school kids. You know, at least the yeah. college kids you have the potential option to like come back the next year. If they chose to, or you know, play at a different time of the year. So, and I know the degree matters, you know, and I almost would think, you know, and the school experience matters. But you know what? Like, if I'm going to do online classes this year and stuff like that, say I'm coming out of high school. So, I would say, you know, say for me, like if I was coming out of high school now, I'd still want to go to Ohio Westland, but I'm going to have to pay all that money to do video classes and no sports or nothing. Man, I'm going to go to the local community college and get some credits in your basic stuff and then go right. to, and then go and pay for that and then go to the real school the following year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're someone that was, that was able to get like quite a few grants. And typically division three schools are small private schools and they cost 35 plus thousand a year to go to. So, I mean, they're expensive, you know, so, and they don't give scholarships to division three schools. They find you grants finding some other ways to get money that way, but they don't give out scholarships, at least not athletic scholarships at Division three schools. It's surprising how many people got the money to fit, pay that full price, though. All these schools right. won't be in business if a lot of them didn't, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, don't know. I went to Hanover, like, for one, like, they gave everybody on campus, like, a $10,000, like, grant or scholarship, so – Tuition was a lot higher than what it was. Everybody automatically got like ten grand knocked off it, just off the jump. And I ended up, I ended up having like grants that were given me, provided that I kept a GPA over three point oh. Yeah, and there's I, requirements for that. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And so they got me that, but I didn't do that freshman year. I completely lost both of those grants immediately. And so that was I, I was looking back on it, which I would have done try a little bit harder in that aspect, but that's like it for being young and dumb. But um. <laughs> yep. But yeah, man. All right. Yeah, let's let's keep it moving. Like I said, feel bad for those athletes. Hopefully something can change and they can get figured out here in the future. But we're going with mess with your money with Rel. And first of all, Jamal Adams, safety from the New York Giants. I know this is or New York Jets. I know this is a sports heavy day, but he's been talking about the Jets wanting to get traded. He's trying to get back to his home state to Dallas. Did happen. They got traded to the Seattle Seahawks for two first-round picks and a third-round pick, and I forget the name of the safety that came along in the deal. 
you know, it should help the, the Jets a lot with what they got. Seattle believes that he can fit in and make a big difference in the defense. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? He's not going to get paid yet. I don't know if Seattle's going to pay him, but he could be a difference maker. Uh, anytime you can get out of the New York Jets organization, I think you've done a good job. I mean, you got Gase, who's a wannabe Belichick that ain't won nothing and just uh, – I think it's a win for both teams. The Jets will blow these draft picks on people who can't play. Adams will get to play for a good organization and have a good year, and uh, maybe someone will pay him then. So I think it works out for him. Yeah, no, I think it does too. And the Jets, I said, so far they'll, just, they'll be the Jets. And they haven't shown anything differently for a while. So I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Um, but, yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens with the Seahawks. I know their defense is kind of down the last couple of years, but it looks like they have their secondary coming together a little bit. So, between him and then that was a Shaquem Griffin. He was an alternate pro bowler last year. I forget the other safety that's there right now, but he's pretty good. So, we'll see what happens with him and Bobby, you know, with Bobby Wagner in the middle and um, see if they can help out Russell Wilson in that offense. So, yeah. um, what else we got? I got I have a list of a different uh, companies that filed for bankruptcy where they still were paying their CEO a bonus. So like JCPenney, they filed for bankruptcy. They missed debt payments that equal up to $29 million. And they still paid their CEO, Jill Soltow, $4.5 million as a bonus. And they also paid their CFO, their chief of human resources officer, and chief merchant officer $1 million each. Right? Yeah. So, um, even Marcus – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, go ahead. It's, it's, it can keep going here. <laughs> All right. Neiman Marcus, overall, their debt was $5 billion, and they still asked for $10 million to pay their top executives pending judge's approval, $1 million apiece. And they paid their CEO, Jeffrey Van Remdock. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name. Sounds like he's Dutch. But $4 million as a bonus. G&C filed for bankruptcy, and they paid their CEO, Ken, Kenneth Martindale, $2.2 million. And lastly, Chuck E. Cheese paid their CEO, because they filed for bankruptcy, they paid their CEO $1.3 million. So they filed for bankruptcy, yet these top executives are still getting paid. Don't know how that works. Baffles me. You think they want to try to pay their debts first, but, you know, top executives are all for themselves. You know, the, the top 1% in the world, they can kind of get away with stuff. Uh, I mean, like, I'm all about executives making big money if their companies are doing good. You know, if, right. you, if you have a company that's killing it and you're doing real good, it's because of stuff you did, then you should get those giant bonuses. Uh, something like Chuck E. Cheese, it's not necessarily related to what they were doing, but related to this pandemic and stuff like that. I mean, I still don't know if he deserves that kind of money, but that isn't necessarily his fault. Uh, right. Uh, you know, some of these, yeah, I mean, it's really hard right now because the pandemic has made things hard. I don't think these guys necessarily should be getting that kind of money if their company's going bankrupt. Let's face it. JC Penney's was failing miserably before the pandemic. Neiman Marcus wasn't doing well. I don't think these CEOs did anything to improve anything. Uh, quite honestly, uh, 
you know, it's a lot of money they're getting. And, uh, you know, some people will argue that, you know, it's their right. They made it to that position, stuff like that. But, you know, whatever happened in the days were like, you know, what, the GM CEO, you know, he got $20 million when they got the bailout, right, in the right. auto bailout. So, you know, what was it, Henry Ford was like, I'll work for a dollar or something until we get it turned around. I think it's different when people found the company the way they look at it and then people that kind of get hired from the outside to be CEOs and just make as much money as they can. Right. Uh, you know, that's the corporate world, man. That's the world we live in. You know, if the boards want to approve that money, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But uh, like I said, I'm not a bankruptcy expert. I'm not really sure where that money goes and all that kind of stuff. So I can't really speak to that. But, sure. you know, ultimately, I got J.C. Penney's CEO getting $4 million is kind of crazy in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, kind of is. I mean, I know it's kind of they didn't adjust, they didn't adapt to the changing marketplace at all that Amazon took over and online shopping took over. They just didn't, and you know, it, it obviously shows because there all those but online, you know what? all those. It's not just online shopping because you know Target's a company that's doing really good. You know, they're putting oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, live yeah. and well. Walmart's doing well. So, I mean, companies are doing well out there. This myth that the online retailer has destroyed everything is a myth because there are people doing well, particularly Target. But uh, it's just tough because not as many people go out to those shopping centers as often like they did before, like actual malls, you know what I mean, to go in those different um, retail stores. It's not as common as what it once was. Yeah, a lot of that's probably due to online shopping. Not all of it, because obviously people go to Target and people go to Walmart, and you know there's certain demographics where people enjoy going there, and they can also order online as well, and they can get the stuff that they need. But um, also, making those places too, those are also they double as grocery stores. I think that kind of helps a little bit too. Yeah, no doubt. You know, that's some of the stuff they got to do. But uh, you know, it's up to these CEOs to come up with stuff that uh you know, makes their company successful. And if they don't, they shouldn't be getting the huge bonuses. But I am all about paying these CEOs and executives uh, big bonuses and money if their companies are successful. Because oh, yeah, no, for sure. ultimately decisions at the top make a huge impact on companies. And if these people are making those decisions that make those massive impacts, then they should reap the rewards or not, depending on the results. Right. No, I, I definitely agree with you there. I definitely agree with you. They do have to make some decisions uh, as far as that, that, you know, where they have a different view of where the company's going. You know, they, they see the vision. They want to take the company in that direction. If this company's being successful because of their leadership, then, you know, they should get paid the, the big bucks there. But like I said, in this situation where companies are going bankrupt, obviously something's not right. And it's tough. It's tough to justify them getting those, those bonuses, especially those that large of a bonus for each of them. So. Yeah. So for the J.C. Penny person, I would ask, okay, how long have you been in the position? What did you do to turn the company around? And what were those results of what you put in place? You know what right. I mean? And oh, yeah. I would want to see that. You know what I mean? So we'll see. You know. Yeah, you're looking for those factual numbers. You're looking for that data that's going to show that. And yeah, they probably that. don't have that. Show me what <laughs> you did made an impact. You know what I mean? Right. So. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. So, but man, don't want to keep you. Appreciate you coming out on the show today. Hopefully everybody enjoyed 
listen to us. I know we kind of went ran through some topics real quick. Um, if you want to get at me, hit me up on Twitter at franchise eleven twenty two. Hit up Dane. It's at D DeMeo. Uh, on Instagram, it's for me. It's at Terrell Dwayne eleven. And Facebook, hit me up. Just Terrell Cummins. You look me up, find me. So remember us. Always relevant podcast. Uh, we have fun today. Dane, have a good time, man. Yeah, I had a good time. And just real quick before I get off, there's going to be panic in Cincinnati. They're down to the Tigers 3-2 in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. And the Phillies are about to drop their second game to the Marlins. So there will already be a lot of panic in fan bases out there. Hey, Cincinnati will be all right. They'll be okay. But in Philly, you know, they paid Bryce Harper all that money. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to be mad. They, they react to things differently than people in Cincinnati do. Philly fans might go off and wreck some things. Well, that yeah. Philly's payroll, I think Bryce Harper alone's making more than everybody on the Reds. So, I mean. <laughs> I think so, yeah. That's tough. thing is, hey, the Reds have the money. They just don't spend it like that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's true. So, but that's all I got, man. It's good good getting on here talking, and uh, we'll do it again here, and we'll get that wager going for Reds Indians next week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go Red Legs. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right, have a good one. All right, everybody. It's our favorite segment, Relax and Take Notes. And today, I'll be honest, I really I really just don't have anything for you right now. I know our world's going through crazy changes and crazy situations, and I just hope and pray that everybody can you know, stay healthy and be able to you know, financially support your families and everything like that, and you know, just take things day by day, and you know, hopefully everybody can figure things out on the fly, but overall, just want everybody to stay safe and um, you know, do what you can to help and protect your family. You know, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. Hopefully, you are too. Um, Remember your fellow people out there. Treat everybody right. Treat everybody with respect. And um, hopefully they'll do the same back to you. Um, overall, um, have fun doing the show with Dane today. Uh, hopefully Lee can make it on next week. And um, you know, obviously we always enjoy our time out here. Um, you, know, you guys listen to us and everything. We appreciate it. And until next time, I guess we'll talk to you soon. Later. Later.